You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. I hope you are enjoying some fizzy housewives-inspired rosé for yourself this weekend. The holidays are coming up, and you're going to want to stock up for your holiday shindigs. Or if you have a Bravo-obsessed bestie, you're going to want to order them some no-filter housewives watching wine at nofilterwine.com. It packs a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. I designed them perfectly, and I don't just say that because I designed them myself, but I did design them perfectly just for you. You're going to enjoy them this holiday season, so go to nofilterwine.com right now. Ooh, we had a juicy weekend. The Vanderpump Rules reunion taped on Friday. And obviously, you know, last week I had my interview with Tom Sandoval. He had some things to say about Katie and Schwartz, which obviously, you know, blew up, made some headlines, which I would imagine made for uh, some some juicy conversations happening at the Vanderpump Rules at the Vanderpump Rules reunion. As we know, it taped last Friday. All of the cast was there in person except for Lala, Katie, and Schwartz. The three of them, for some reason, taped virtually. I'm not sure why. I mean, I obviously assume it would have to be related to COVID. Either they were in contact with somebody or tested positive or something. Something happened and they didn't end up being able to tape in studio. But, or maybe, I don't know. I actually don't know because I'm like, well, if we're, you know, if it was like a too many people thing, then I would think, you know, we would cut like Charlie from being at the reunion. But whatever. We know that Lala, Katie and Tom Sandoval all taped from home, taped remotely. The rest of the cast was there in person. And Katie did end up responding to my interview with Tom Sandoval where he said that she was basically using him for a storyline and that was you know she wanted to jump in on Tom Tom that way she could be a part of it even though he and Schwartz had made a pact to not have their significant others part of the bar because it was supposed to be their thing and it gets messy so she responded and she's like that's not even true when I called you and had that conversation it was way before production and she fired off her own statement on Instagram so I would imagine that gets addressed at the reunion so we have that to look forward to we also know that Lala, Andy Cohen said on Twitter that Lala is ready to mention it all. And she talks all about the Randall stuff, all about the Randall cheating. How, I mean, I assume how she found out about it, what the relationship status is right now. Obviously, she's changed her tattoo. She's moved out. She's in a new apartment. So she's apparently going to give us the whole backstory on what ended up going on there. Andy said she doesn't hold back. He grills her. I would assume very similarly to the way he grilled Erica at the Beverly Hills reunion. And then the biggest piece of information that broke from Friday was that James and Raquel have called off their engagement. And she's now, I guess, already moved out on her own, which has me like really questioning this. Because at first when the rumor was going around, I think it was um, Gaze by Bravo, the Instagram account. They were the ones that first broke it. And I, I was under the impression that it was just like a fan theory that somebody was like posting about in the comments. And then... Gays by Bravo seemed to have have like confidently confirmed it. And then I believe it was Sunday morning, James and Raquel both released a joint statement on their individual Instagram accounts 
confirming that they had called off their engagement and that they were simply just they had different goals for their future is basically the gist of it. It didn't seem like there was any contention or fighting, but they just were like, our futures just don't look like they align anymore and we've decided to move on in a different direction they've been engaged for less than than a year obviously we know sandoval did the whole big shebang engagement i mean i have so many questions i don't understand how or where or what like did they break up before the reunion and they just happened to announce it at the reunion and then because it leaked they had to address it beforehand because based off of their instagram stories I don't know. They were too calm the day of the reunion. They were very calm the next day after the reunion. James was like, I got a smoothie. I'm working out at Equinox. Uh, Raquel was like posting about her outfit from the reunion. So I don't know. I would just, if you are simply breaking up merely because you guys don't have goals that align anymore, And why would you release a statement ahead of time, like before the reunion comes out, if there's like a big fight at the reunion, like, and we have much love for each other. Obviously, we're going to see that something goes down at the reunion, but I think maybe it's possible that they broke up before the reunion and this was just their opportunity to actually announce it, especially because like within 48 hours, she had already had all of the U-Haul boxes packed, like big boxes, like a lot of packing. Packing doesn't just happen like that. She had the U-Haul truck outside the apartment, like to the left, to the left. Everything she owned was in a box to the left and in the U-Haul. And I was like, how did we get here so quickly? Like Lala wasn't even moved out that fast. We saw Lala going to, what was it? The Beverly Hilton Hotel. I, I, I don't understand. I think that they possibly split beforehand, maybe a couple of days leading up to the reunion. To me, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't look like it was a hasty, rash decision. Um, and like we have no news as to what James actually did other than they broke up that I would imagine like that would have been leaked with the information that there was some sort of big fight. James said something about Raquel. James did something embarrassing at the reunion. James had a scene. So I think this, this, all of the alluding to something happening, all of the, you know, sort of ambiguous postings and and rumblings that we have on the internet probably signify that there wasn't some big moment and maybe we're hiding whatever that moment was to get people to tune in to see if there's something that's actually juicy between the two of them. But I don't know. I mean, I know other people are were saying, oh, well, Lala's single. Is James hoping for his second chance? I mean, and, and they are both single. They are both sober. I don't know if he's stepdad material. I feel like it's a little soon for the two of them. But I mean, that wouldn't be a terrible rebound. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like rebound in terms of like, in the bedroom because they kind of already have that underlying attraction to each other. But like, I don't know if Lala's looking to go from Randall Emmett money into like white Kanye change. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm very confused about this. And people have come to me and they're like, what's the tea? What's the information? I'm like, there really is no tea, which, or at least no major tea that has been spilled as of yet. We saw Andy post with Lisa at the reunion. We have, I, I would feel like there would be some sort of scandal or drama or big beef. If there was something monumental, I feel like 
we would have heard some sort of leak, especially after every Housewives reunion. There's always like something that they reveal that gets leaked into the press. That's usually more exaggerated than what it actually is. But in this case, it's been under exaggerated. So I'm curious as to see what the reunion's actually going to bring. I orig- originally going into it, I was like, okay, there's no way there can be more than two parts of the reunion because there are only 15 episodes this season. We're already on what episode going on coming up? Oh no, episode 10. Yeah, we're already on episode. 10. 10, so there are only five weeks left in the season. What what were the biggest? There's obviously Sheena versus Lala or and Lala versus Ariana. There's that drama that has continued to kind of resurface. There's a little bit of Charlie drama. There's Brock's drama. I think the Brock stuff is probably going to carry a lot of the reunion there's the Katie versus Tom Sandoval drama. And then we had James and Raquel and their engagement and now their breakup. So that along with Lala's breakup. So, I mean, that's what six key talking points that we'll end up covering. Can we cover all six in a two-part reunion? I don't know if we need a three-part reunion. The only reason I would think we would need a, th- a third part to the reunion, given that it was a shorter season. We had what OC was only two parts last season and that was 15 episodes as well. So I would say... Given the shorter season, the only way I can see them adding a third part is to really get into the Lala and Randall stuff. And it's, and if there was something really big to break in the James and Raquel stuff. But I really, I think that it's probably an announcement that we're going to get of them ending their relationship. I don't know if we'll actually get that moment at the reunion. Or if we do, I don't know if that moment was genuine in the moment or this was something that they'd been thinking on and ruminating on. Because think about it. Nobody breaks up their engagement. with. They had, what, a years-long relationship Then they were engaged for almost a year. And now all of a sudden at one reunion taping, you have one fight and we're we're done. We move out. Like unless he says, hey, I banged Logan and he gave me a blowjob on my way over here. Like I don't know what could be so big that would cause them to have this big of a breakup and this be the result of all of it. I don't know. I want to hear your theories. Let me know what you guys think of the reunion taping thus far and James and Raquel and James and Lala and whether you even think there's a future there. I feel like they'll probably have like a hookup moment. I don't see them being together like full time though. I just feel like Lala's aspirations in terms of what she's looking for for a guy. I think James is probably still holding out hope and now he's like, well shit, Lala single. Peace out Raquel. Bye. And a lot of people are like, oh, good for Raquel. She's better off. I, I never saw them as a good couple. I'm sorry. Not that she's better off or he's better off. I think they're both, like, not good for each other. Like, obviously, he, she was better for him because she allowed, enabled a lot of his behavior. But I don't know. I just, I didn't think she was that much of a prize either. And I'll probably get shit for saying that. But sometimes relationships just don't work out. I was like, okay, maybe them getting engaged. Maybe we'll see this through. I I DK. I really DK. So there's that. Let me know your theories. I am curious to see what you think is actually going to happen. Or if you've gotten any tea. If you've gotten it before me, that would be a first. But if you do have some, let me know. Slide into my DMs or leave a comment below. All right, I want to take a quick moment to tell you guys about one of my secret weapons during the holiday season, and that is pure cane. I feel like everything this time of year is just doused in sugar, which is why I love pure cane, a zero-calorie sweetener derived naturally from sugar cane, and trust me, it doesn't have any of that 
bitter aftertaste. It's delicious, all natural, and super cute. You know I'm a sucker for marketing. It's very Instagram worthy. It's perfect in cocktails. It's an easy substitute while baking. And it's great for just about any other way you can think of to sweeten up your holiday season. So go and head over to purecane.com to stock up right now. You're gonna love it. Trust me. So while you're shopping for everyone else, make a sweet choice for yourself. Head over to purecane.com right now. That's purecane.com. All right, today's guests made us all really blush on HBO's HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas. But I want to know, do they still have googly eyes for each other? Please welcome from season two of 12 Dates of Christmas, Danny and Nikki. Well, I thank you. Thank you very much. That is some intro, Zach. How you doing? I can tell you've done it a time or two before. (laughs) I think, well, I just started last week. This is my, this is my second (laughs) week ever. Zach, you're killing it. And I also (laughs) do want to try your beverage. I need to send you some of the wine. Yes, I'll send you guys some. That way you'll be Liddy City all, all winter long. The best way, the best way to stay warm is either to get laid or to get lit. (laughs) Love that. Okay, I'm hoping for some of both. Uh, let's hope oh, so. So, Same. relationship status update. Nikki, are you guys still together? Yes, we are. You are. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? How have you been making it like last? Because you guys don't live in the same state, right? So it's a bit of a long distance relationship. Well, Zach, there's been a lot of flights and a lot of FaceTime, yeah, FaceTime I mean, sex. And a lot of FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, how are you keeping the blue balls not so blue without Nikki near you? Well, I'm going to order some of your drinks, so that should help. Um, But other than that, we we see each other fairly regularly. And that's kind of a hard thing is just the flights, the cross country. And we've been doing it and, you know, just discussing next step, uh, you know, next steps and and where we see the future. But. I think that our connection is so strong that it, it, we've been able to make it work imperfectly. It's been it's been you know, difficult at times, but uh, you know Nikki's fantastic and she comes to visit. You know I'm um, not quite as mobile, but you know she's been fan- just phenomenal and we've made it work. So taking us back to the beginning, Danny, were you actually looking for love? Were you just looking for some Instagram followers? Like what made you sign up to do this show? And were you expecting to even still be in a relationship this many months after filming? I'd hope so. That's kind of the dream, right? It's like you get an opportunity like that. And I'm thinking I could actually meet like my person on a TV show. How crazy is that? And when I got into it, I tried to just kind of peel back the expectations and just say, you know what, this is going to be a fun experience. I'm going to meet great people. Yeah. And HBO max is just first class all the way. Uh, so m- meeting Nikki was a, was a huge plus. And I, I definitely did hope to, to meet someone, you know, to settle down and, and hope for a future with. So. After watching back now, was there anybody else that you regret letting go? Um, there's no one else. I I, like my ultimate decision would definitely be the same. I don't regret the end result. I think along the way at times during the process, I, I regretted some of the decisions because it happens so fast. You know, you, uh, you can't really tell episode to episode, but it's, it's really, you meet someone. And then two days later, you're deciding 
who to kick off and who to keep. So, um, yeah, there was a few decisions that I regretted at the time, but in hindsight, after everything's said and done, I'm really happy with uh, the end result, yeah. which is Miss Nikki Ramos. <laughs> and Nikki, how did you feel having to go into this dating experience where you're essentially sharing this man with all these other ladies? I mean, having to watch some, if I had to watch somebody date a guy, like when I'm on a first date, I'm like, that's it. We're getting married. You know, my my brain, I fall in love so fast that if I had to watch somebody else make out with my future husband, I would be like ready to cut a bitch. Honestly, I mean, I, I actually shocked myself. Like, I feel that I handled myself surprisingly well. I knew what I was going into. I knew there was going to be multiple women and only one man. Um, so I just stayed really, like, true to myself and tried to just focus on what I knew Danny and I had in that moment. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I shocked myself, to be honest. I think I did great. Um, it wasn't easy to like watch him do some of the things, but at the same time, I wanted him to do those things so that it would make him want to come back to me. And I must have done something right. So, Because at the end of the day, you know that he's going to pick the prize, and it seems like he found his right prize. I do agree. Yeah. How awkward were the double dates, like the three-way dates? I feel like it's awkward when somebody comes in and crashes and then you have to kind of divide your attention. Yeah, so I actually never had a date crashed. So having to do the thruple date was obviously a first for me. I've never done that in my life and I don't plan on doing it ever again. Um, but I, I was glad that it was with Brooke because, you know, when she did come on, like I kind of made her feel welcome. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I'm here to find love, not to make a best friend. So I'm not holding back. I'm going to speak my mind and let him know that I'm here for him. So yeah, it was uncomfortable, but you know, I thought I handled it as best as I could. Danny, was it your ideal situation having two girls fighting for you at the same time? Let me just say, Zach, it's way less cool than it sounds. <laughs> Listen, I love a good threesome, Danny. You know, I I thought I would, but when you're in the middle of it, I've found for me that like one girl's emotions is more than enough to try to handle. And so there was there was like a time during the end where I had like dates with like three different girls on in the same day, and I think each one of them cried, and like that experience was so exhausting. Uh, That the it was that was a fun. um, Actually, that was the only date when I went on two girls at the same time. So Nikki and Brooke. We're both on that date, but the back and forth is a little bit exhausting. How do you compartmentalize your own feelings considering you have to navigate the feelings of all these other, you know, suitors or potential love interests while trying to like figure out what it is that you even like while being in this pressure cooker? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I did it all that well. I tried, but it's one of those things where, I kept trying to remind myself to put like, what do I want Put my happiness first? And then just try to handle every, everyone, um, you know, with grace and the way that they'd want to be treated, that I'd want to be treated. And uh, I think I still came out of there with a few people that weren't, weren't too happy, but I had overall really positive experiences and, you know, even limited relationships that I developed that didn't you know end up being the ultimate person. It, it was still, it was still productive and, and good. So I had a great experience, but it was stressful and it was hard. What did you think of uh, Markel and Amanda, considering they both 
didn't find anybody in the house. You know, Markel ended up going home to his ex and Amanda's like, peace out. I didn't find anybody. You were the only one that really ended. I mean, obviously we have Penny, but he was brought in later um, or he was brought in as a lead later into the game. But like you were the only one to walk away with the successful love match in that traditional setting. I think that, uh, well, Markel and Amanda were definitely looking for the person. And in Markel's case, he just didn't find anyone that he connected with. And when he did, I think, you know, maybe with um, John Paul at first, you know, that, that ended up turning out differently. He met, you know, Tom. And so the, I thought the way in maturity and with which he handled that situation was commendable. And I mean, Amanda, she's a total dime. She's, and she expects one in return. I think she's, she's, you know, picky, but like she's looking for her person and, I got nothing but genuine vibes from both of them. And, you know, we're good friends. And you know, I think at the end, Amanda was, you know, thought that she, maybe she had found that person, but it didn't end up working out that way. Nikki, how did you feel when you saw Brooke write the letter to Danny and he read it in New York and then she ends up flying out there and <laughs> essentially has a second chance when at that point you thought that, you know, you were in the goal. Yeah, so he actually read the letter in Florida, not oh, New York. Yes. Um, but it definitely took me by surprise. I genuinely had no idea that that had happened. And it kind of took me back to like the elimination moment where I was like sweating profusely, my heart's racing. Like it was just very overwhelming. Um, but yeah, it made me worried because I was thinking to myself, well, like, sorry about it, but you probably should have told him all these things when you were in the lodge, like you're supposed to do. That's kind of like where my mindset was. Like, yeah. why should you get another chance when you're on a show? Time is of the essence. Like, you need to go all in if you want. And if not, then sorry about it. Like. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I didn't like it. No, I did not. Did you think it was fair of her to get a second chance? Um, truthfully, no. But do I respect the fact that I did see Danny's heart through the whole process? I do know what an amazing man he is. And he definitely took this experience like real he was doing this for all the best intentions so I understand that yes he had built a connection with Brooke and that they had true feelings you know in some of those moments so I respected the fact that he needed to revisit those to like kind of put an end to like okay I know I chose the right decision but no it didn't feel good I mean I don't want to have to like be the chosen one and then a man has to like go well maybe you know so yeah it took me by surprise though that's for sure but I respect him needing to have that conversation with her yeah and process those emotions um, yes Danny what was that decision for you to bring Brooke back into the game was it a producer influence? Was it you really wanted to give her a second chance because you thought maybe this could work out? Yeah, you know what? One of the things that I thought they did a phenomenal job on the show was just capturing genuine emotion. It wasn't overly produced. Uh, it was, they did a phenomenal job. But, you know, part of the story is told by what they choose to not put in or, or you know, what doesn't make the final cut which there's a lot of material, right? Because we're filming 24 seven over the course of months. And, you know, you've got to make 40, 45 minute episodes. 
So I think there, there was a little more going on behind the scenes there. I knew her for about a week and a half in, in real time. And in that situation, maybe it translates to, to more uh, in, in the real world, but still uh, we had a, a strong connection, but I just hadn't spent a lot of time with her. And that's one of the things that, you know, I said on the show was just, I wish I had more time to explore that connection. And so I think having that question mark, not wanting to go back and wonder in the future if I'd made the right choice, I was glad to have the opportunity for a little you know, bit more time, additional conversation. Now, when I spoke to Brooke on the show last week, she said that part of the reason you guys didn't work out was mainly logistics. Like it, it, there was a long distance relationship. Neither of you was really willing to move. What was your decision for choosing Nikki over Brooke? So my decision for choosing Nikki was the fact that I, I knew her heart and I, I love her approach to the whole thing where, you know, it's like she was in it for me, but also it was a competition and she wanted to win. And I loved her like competitive spirit. I knew that she had a good heart and you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes dynamics where you know, someone that's there for you that you can trust that, that, um, you know, we just clicked. And so we had such an established relationship and, you know, I felt strongly like she was going to be the one that I'd want to you know, be with for the future, possibly. Um, when it came to Brooke, it, it was way newer. Um, my biggest hesitation, you know, with that, it's true. We did have a conversation, you know, just about the logistics and, and, and you know, she was really into her career and, and all that. Um, but my decision was more based upon hesitation and, and um, not quite knowing if it's hard to place, you know, you have an intuition about people sometimes and, and maybe you can't put your finger on it, but I just wondered if she's ever off the clock. Um, mm. She's an actress and I think she's a, a delightful person. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I I knew who Nikki was, um, and Brooke, like it just didn't feel quite right. I feel like I'm like that though, where I'm like never off the clock, and like, and then I turn dates into content, and I'm like, we're gonna tape a podcast interview right now. We're gonna go live on Instagram to broadcast this date for everybody to watch. I'm crazy like that though. <laughs> Nikki, how I feel do like you I try. Oh, God. I feel like I came off a little crazy in moments, well, which yeah, Ari said my surprise. Ari said that was, you were very determined that you were going to get your man and you were going to claw through any other hey, woman to get to him. Yeah, because I knew like that our connection was so real and there's yeah. so many parts that they don't show. So that is a little frustrating because I just laugh at like the parts they do show. I'm like, who knew I was so funny? <laughs> like, who knew? <laughs> oh, Yeah. What didn't they show that you wish we would have gotten to see? Just like more of Danny and I's conversations, you know, like we had so many moments um, like talking downstairs on the couch or like on the beanbag. Like we just had like those heart to hearts, like where we were talking about the future, like what we need in a relationship, what we need from like our partner. So just like, you know, important things that weren't shown, not just me always trying to like, go to his bedroom. It wasn't like that. So let me just make that clear. Was there a lot of bedroom action in the house? I don't know. I can't speak for others. I don't, I don't know what they were doing. I've heard stories, Zach. I've heard stories. They, they shared a few of their stories last week on my show. And I was like, oh, things were getting spicy. I need to go in the house next season. Yeah. 
Um, how are you guys going to make the long distance thing work in the future? I mean, is there a possibility of moving in together? Is there a possibility of like having an open situation being the proximity is an issue? What does that look like? We're trying to figure that out. Maybe we'll talk it out right now on the podcast. <laughs> um, Let's do therapy. Yeah, no, ultimately, none of us want to do a permanently, you know, long distance, indefinite long distance situation. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's a big jump and we're taking our time, um, you know, in, in this situation. But at the end of the day, you know, we do want to be in closer proximity, um, you know, at some point. And I think the indefinite part of long distance dating is the hardest part. Um, so I, I feel it's important to have a plan in place. And and, you know, I think we're going to kind of get into this new year and see and see where it leads. Are you guys allowed to date other people currently because I, I was talking to Pani about how he's making it work with Winston and he says like it's really hard and they're trying but it's really hard is that something you guys are open to she better say no <laughs> I was no, literally Nikki, about to say <laughs> I don't no. think either of us are too cool with that no no chance I'm not I'm not uh 21 she did anymore. enough of that already <laughs> how long has yeah, it been I'm officially already let him date other people right yeah yeah that's what, he, he, that, that's he, what he got to he got it out of his system You're then <laughs> so how yeah. many months has it been officially that you guys have been together since starting dating i feel oh, you like, answer that one if you just, yeah, i think it's been eight maybe nine months it's like nine months like from when we met to then being chosen to, for like hometowns in the new year's because after New Year's, like, I went back to his place and, like, stayed with him for a little bit to kind of see, you know, his lifestyle, where he lives, and, like, his friends and stuff, which I loved. They're all great. Um, so, yeah, it's been, like, nine months. So, did you guys film this last Christmas? This year. And we, I went on the show in February, the end of February. Okay. Yeah. What a wild time, you guys. That show, I was literally on the edge of my seat, probably with your storyline more than, you know, I mean, Markel went home. Pani had his connection with Winston. And Amanda was so hard to read. But I feel like you, your relationships, Danny, had me on the edge of my seat every week. They had me on the edge of my seat as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys kept in touch with any of the other cast members since? Yeah, yeah. I talk pretty frequently with Pani. And uh, also Amanda Markell, um, to a little bit of a lesser extent. Um, but outside of that, I think that's about it. N Nikki does better at, at keeping in touch with more people. Oh, Remy. Remy is somebody I'll talk to from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. So me and Penny actually hang out like a lot. He's like one of my little besties. I love him. Um, Remy, talk to her all the time too. Hina, I talk to them. Um, Amanda. And yeah, did something just happen? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah my uh, phone's glitching out. So, yeah. Have you had any contact with Brooke at all, Nikki? Have you guys, yeah. like, you guys haven't squashed any? Is there any beef really... or like, what's, what is the, the status of your relationship? Obviously, it's awkward to be sharing, you know, your, your dater with someone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel that I need to reach out. There's, It's not like, you know, I have anything wrong with her. We all came on the show looking for the same thing. You know, 
sorry it didn't work out, but obviously I'm very happy. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about her, but hopefully she's doing well. I don't, you know, what do I need to say? Like, Hey, how are you doing? Danny and I are still great. So like, no, you know, she's not going to be invited to the wedding. No, sorry. Well, easy there, Zach. One step at a time. (laughs) One step at a time. Um, I mean, obviously you guys have been dating for quite a while. Is there a more serious future coming soon? Yeah. Um, that's up in the air, to be honest with you, Zach. I think, you know, we've had challenges with the long distance and we've both talked through, you know, where I'm at in my career and where Nikki's going. Um, you know, I, I think within this next year, we're going to have a lot more clarity in terms of, you know, where we'll be living, what we'll be doing and, um, you know, maybe working something out. But we haven't had a conversation quite yet about that. We just know that we don't want the long distance to, to go on indefinitely. So I think that'll be coming uh, in 2022. Well said, babe. Well said. <laughs> I love it. Um, what are you guys doing for the holidays? <laughs> well, I'll be uh, celebrating Christmas with my family, and then I'll probably be spending New Year's with my man. Yeah, definitely we'll be doing New Year's together. Um, the Christmas thing is tough because her family loves her <laughs> And mine loves me. So, so it's tough to, uh, work, you know, on Thanksgiving was a tricky one because we, we spent it with our, with our families and then we, and then, uh, you know, so Christmas, we might be the same way. Not quite sure yet. Um, but new year's, we're going to do something cool. It sounds like 2022 is going to be the big year, but we have like celebrated holidays together. I don't know if like 4th of July you would consider or Easter and things like that. So I was with him and his family during those times. Oh, that's nice. And that was still pretty early on to the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And like his family's great. Made me feel so welcome and like a part of the fam. So I appreciate that. I love it. Did you guys watch the first season of 12 Dates of of Christmas prior to joining the show or did you go in blind? Um, so I'll, I'll go. Um, I actually watched it only after I was like approached to do the show. I was like, Oh, okay. I've never heard of the show. Like, let me see what it's about. And I was like, Hey, this is great. You know, like the way that they film it. It's so cinematically like beautiful and elegant. It is really beautifully shot. It is. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I've never done this before. Never did I think I would do something like this, but I'm glad that I did. Would you Obviously. would you do it again as a lead or would you be another dater? Well, I mean, I don't have a reason to do it again. Should there be an opportunity in the future? <laughs> uh, or were you no. like, that's it. I'm, I got it out of my system. I don't need to date on TV again. I don't need my parents to watch me making out on TV. Uh, yeah, I showed America enough. <laughs> so. Were you a big reality TV fan prior? Like, were you into The Bachelor or anything? Yes, actually I am. I'm like such a hopeless romantic. Like obviously you can see that, but yes, I love that kind of stuff. So Guilty. Is that what you expected to go in with the, the drama and the theatrics and the, you know, give me the final rose, Danny? Yeah. Um, so before I went on, I did ask like, is this similar to Bachelorette? Like, is it very catty? Like, is there going to be drama and this and that? Because I'm so not for that. I was kind of like team everyone like just be you do you and if he likes you more then so be it you know so I'm I stayed out of like the drama I had my own room it was it was lovely (laughs) Danny what about you were you a big dating show fan in the in 
prior to joining? No, not at all. Actually, I never, I, I don't know if I've watched one reality show from start to finish. I didn't even see season one until they told me, you know, that it was like affirmative. They wanted me, you know, for the role, for the, um, you know, for the position. So I like binge watched it right up leading up to see what I was actually getting into. And this, I mean, the scenery was so cool. Just the way they shot it, the, the quality. Uh, so I lived out, I've heard horror stories from a couple of my friends who've done reality television. And, um, you know, I was like, this sounds like it's going to be better. So let's give it a shot. Cause, uh, you know, maybe I'll meet my person. So. And what's the reception been like since the show? Have there been a lot of supporters? Are ladies sliding into the DMs? Yeah, no, I've definitely had some people that have questioned, uh, <laughs> that have slid into the DMs questioning my decisions <laughs> for one thing. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the hardest things about this is that people see a version of what happened and I lived it. Yeah. And so when it comes to something like reality TV, there's usually a lot more going on behind the scenes, you know, right. and, and as genuine and authentic as I thought that this season was, you know, there, there's still a lot that people don't see that, that, that transpired and, and reasons why. But I think what I'd want everyone to know uh, more than anything is just how strong that, you know, my relationship with Nikki is and what a wonderful uh, heart she has. And I think that they emphasized her competitiveness on in the program and, you know, her sense of humor and, you know, she's quirky and funny, um, but she also has a beautiful heart. And so, uh, yeah, that's how it's, that's what I'd say there. <laughs> they definitely yeah. really showed your more competitive side, Nikki. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, is that all I gave you? Like, really? That's the best you could do. But hey. Everyone who watched it and saw me was like, Nikki, you were so you the whole time. Like you were hilarious. You could see your heart was like pure and like genuine intentions. And so, yeah, you know, I lived it. I know how strongly we were. Um, and so that's why I do come off cocky in some of the moments because you're not seeing the moments before. So, well, and you, you know what you want and you have to go for it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely do. And I did. <laughs> yes, you guys did. Well, I'm happy to see that things have still worked out with the two of you. I'm happy to see that you're still together. And I don't know, I am I'm foreseeing maybe a baby Danny at some point in the future. Love <laughs> 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 your role. What else are you guys working on now? How's how's life post 12 dates? Do you have any new projects, any new shows? No new shows for me. Um, I'm definitely getting busier with like my modeling. I'm also into fitness. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for me. And then I'm also a full-time student. So I'm getting my master's in education. Mm. So that's been keeping me busy as well. Yeah. So I, for me, I think I'm a um, software engineer by, by trade. And so I know that that's my career. And then I have had some uh, modeling work picking up as well. And, uh, it's getting into season for that in Florida. So getting some work on the side as well. Well, I love it. Where can we keep up with you and your, your love story on the social meds? What are your handles? My handle is at Nikki, N-I-C-C-I underscore Ramos, R-A-M-O-S. Yeah. You can follow me at Dandy underscore Daniel. That's two N's, Dandy underscore Daniel on the IG. 
I love it. Well, thank you guys for chatting with me today. It was nice Thanks, catching Zach. up with you. If you guys want to give me a follow, you can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on the Instagram, or you can keep up with the show at No Filter with Zach. We have new episodes of hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to subscribe. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then I hope you leave me a five-star review because it's Christmas and all I want for Santa to do is to give me more five-star reviews. So if you want to do that, go and do it. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on Instagram. My DMs are wide open and I'm very single. So we'll see what the new year has to bring. If you're watching this on YouTube, I hope you hit that subscribe button so that you're always up to date with the latest tea. Be sure to hit that bell notification button as well. That way you get the notifications every time I got a new video for you. And and be sure to leave me a comment below and let me know. Were you team Nikki? Were you team Brooke? Are you happy with where it all landed? And go give them a, go give them some love and support on the social meds at Nikki Ramos, right? Or Nicole underscore Ramos. No, it's Nikki. Oh, it's yeah. Nikki at Nikki underscore Ramos and Dandy Daniel. Go give them a follow. Show them some love and manifest that baby. Because I, I love babies. I love babies and I love making men uncomfortable. So I want to tease him about marriage and babies all night long. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you later. Thank you. Yes.